0: Hello and welcome to the Cisco Technology Podcast. It's me, Justin Mullen. And uh, me,
1: Mark Jackson.
0: I wasn't ready for you to dive oh, in. Oh, sorry.
1: I, I, I missed my cue.
0: <laughs> there wasn't a cue. I was like, keep quiet. <laughs> it's Mark and Justin again. I We're know. We're back. We're back after
1: a bit of a break. Um, yeah. I can't believe how long it's been since I've been on the show. I know. Well, we, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's It's... It's been, been than a, it's been longer than you reckon.
0: It is. I don't want to talk about that. No. Because then Jochen came in and he still complains, going, oh, one can I do the podcast again? And you can come and do it anytime, but he's too busy now. Highfalutin. Uh, is he highfalutin now? Something like that.
1: See, and I'm not, obviously, which is why i You are, but you're back. a consummate professional. You turn <laughs> up
0: and you, you're you available. And, fully enough, today's actual the subject matter needed you in the room. Otherwise, I would have not a clue what was talking about. So so
1: there's a reason for me to be here rather than just reason. because you like me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. well, a bit of both. <laughs>
0: um, so the reason why... We're all gathered today. Mm. Is we're going to talk about zero trust. We are. I have no clue what it is. I know it's uh, a subject matter that I, I was brought to me by Andy Williams, who sat in the room with me as well. Uh, he, Thank well, you, Justin. Hello, mate. Welcome to the podcast. I'm oh, looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, do you want to just? Uh, I, we're also joined by Chris as well, and um, Chris and Andy from Duo. Do you want to introduce your name? Introduce yourselves. What's your name? Where do you come from?
2: Yeah, sure. So Andy Williams, um, been at Cisco for quite a long time, just moved over to the Duo business unit. So we acquired Duo um, about 17 months ago, uh, really to help us drive forward with Zero Trust. Um, So myself and Chris are here today to uh, talk to yourself, Justin and Mark on where Cisco believe we're going with zero trust and, and how we can help our customers and partners. Well, I think
0: it's explained it to us what zero trust is is the first thing on the agenda. I, 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 less, this else. less this Less this I know what zero trust is. You know what zero yeah. trust is. Yeah. Right, Chris, you, you're the wrong side of the microphone for I, I, once.
3: I am, yeah. I'm, I'm not used to being here. So, yeah, good to be here. I'm part of Andy's team at duo. So, and you used to be
0: a recording, or, no, a sound recorder.
3: Yeah, I used to work in the music business, so I'm, I'm used to
0: having a microphone, but just and he's picking this me, side of it. And he's picking me up on all my bad <laughs> habits of, of, of checking how I'm recording and my levels and stuff.
3: I didn't want to do one take at this, that's the thing. We like, are going to do one take, one and, time, and i just
0: yeah. edit all the bad stuff out. Good. All the ums and ahs go, okay, cool. <laughs> Welcome both, Andy and Chris. Um, so, we've got to start at the beginning, which is, which is asking the basic question, which is, what is... Zero, zero trust, trust please somebody explain it to me me as a special person who has not a clue about I
3: think I think the easiest way to look at it is zero trust isn't and the biggest misconception is zero trust isn't a technology mm-hmm. it's not something you can you know go and buy off the shelf and say right I'm going to buy zero trust and put it into my business zero trust is it's an approach it's an architecture it's a way of thinking so it's it's a way of redesigning how you look at security within your organization so that's probably the first the first hurdle to, to cross is is it's not just something you can go out and buy. It's something that you kind of need to develop for your business and understand what zero trust means to your business and, and, and how you can achieve that
0: approach and, and that philosophy within your business. It's a philosophy. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's, like, I
1: get that. When you say it's a philosophy, I get we it. We can get on board with that. So... So Zero Trust isn't new, is it? it no. It's the, the concept has been around for a while. Do you want to kind of just share a little bit of that insight into where it stemmed from?
3: Yeah, it's interesting. So there, there was a, a, a forum back in 2003 called the Jericho Forum, which was a group of, of, of CISOs who were sort of working together. What's a CISO? A Chief Information Security Officer. Oh, oh right, okay. It's, it's kind of not a seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> so and they, they kind of got together and they realized that... that that the perimeter was was changing, and that there was going to be this, this evolution coming, and they were trying to look at ways of, of how they could tackle that. So, so they they came up with a concept called de-perimeterization, which never really took off because you can't really say it. But that that was that was the very early take on on what is now Zero trust. You know, it's it's the perimeters changing. Everything isn't going to be inside of our network and inside of our our, our firewall estate and, and, and all contained. It's things start breaking out.
0: So how do we then manage that that that? It's like getting rid of your I don't know. Like, I always try to take the analogy back to your house, isn't it, when it comes to security, isn't it? You mean, you, you, they don't just open the door to anybody, but now it's like having a doorless society where you just go, right, I can let anybody in it, but I still need a way of checking who they are, where they're going, why they should be in the house, and having a way of stopping them.
1: I don't know. Is that a- maybe maybe not the house, but maybe a shared building? So you know, you can't necessarily put a big security barrier around a shared building because you need lots then of then different the, people coming in but and but out. But then even so in the office space, things, though, isn't it?
0: it? Once you're through the door, you got your badge and you zap yeah. your way in. That's the only time my identity's been checked, and it gets me. And I, if I tailgate, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sort of. Hmm. Well, if you think about it, if you if you were part of a red teaming exercise and you hmm. gain access there, we've to, we've done a-, a podcast on red teaming. Did. Have you,
3: yeah. But if you think so, you get into a Cisco office, right? you you. Hmm. you, you, you you get in and then it's it's, like it's all modern it's open plan no one really checks you I mean yep. when I've been at Duo for a year and I've gone this is probably my second time in this location mm-hmm. no one looks at me and thinks I've got a Cisco badge Don't so therefore you. I'm fine so the idea is that, that you're almost segmenting the office if you could have instead of having an open plan office you had lots and lots of different offices with locks on the doors and you're, mm-hmm. you're making sure that, that person can go into that room to do whatever's in that room that's kind of the concept of continuous verification so that's in a physical sense but mm. we're talking about it from a from an it security from a, yeah from a digital sense of yeah. being able to go right
0: wherever i'm connecting to i'm being t- continuously being checked mm. yeah, to make yeah. sure i am who i am
3: and not because they don't trust
0: you as a person but but what if you've been compromised what if it's not
3: you cuz you
1: can
0: get compromised any you mean at, at the point of of when you are compromised as in like say you've been been hacked or you, you mean i know i'm going to say it now the people policy and process and the things like that but if you get if like me as a user if i click on an email i'm then uh, had a a phishing attack on me and i then get compromised i literally
1: i i think i know where you're going which is at that point you you are you're in the network. You, as the attacker, you've now got a footprint in the network, and most networks are then completely and utterly flat. Uh, so I can now go and traverse lots of different other systems. Even if I am segmented, though, you've, you've, you, you have you
0: I'm getting somewhere. You're in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. key is in, that you're in. in, and all yeah.
1: the all the bad guys care about is getting in.
0: Yep. and and as
3: you, as Justin, you might not not know because you've clicked on that email because you think it's it's from from the bank that you bank with, because it looks exactly the same. You've clicked on it, mm. nothing's Then your computer hasn't put up a big mm. smiley face and laughed at you and said, ha ha ha, we're now in. It, you, you know, it yep. just, it does just what you hidden. think it's gonna do. So therefore you're not really aware of it. Mm. So it's, but, but the, the the action's been taken. And that's the key, once once someone's in, what how do you then stop them getting anywhere else? So the yeah. idea is, well, firstly, let's not let them in. Mm-hmm. Let's think about a different approach of of, can we actually restrict them even getting in because we don't need to put, anyone in because we're going to do this differently. We're going to take a step back and say, how can we take people off the network and just give them the access to what they need mm-hmm. to have to do their job or to do what they need to do. And the way do.
2: we work's changed so much. We have to take a different approach now. We don't all work in the same building. We have contractors. We have different people. We use our mobile devices. We use personal devices. It's a much more complex place for somebody to try and control from a security. Yeah,
0: and to that point, you I mean you look at it in real life, you I mean I'm sat there accessing the network, I've got three devices with me today. My my smartphone, my smart tablet and my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to say smart lo- computer <laughs> logos or anything like that. Or manufacturers. But that's the thing, but every time I'm on I'm I'm authenticating three different times. Mm-hmm depending on where I am and what I'm working on and where I am in the building, it. It hmm. depends on which device I'm using.
1: Yeah, and what access you should what access should, should be I given have? to, yeah, you, what yeah. sort of policy you want to apply. So that's
0: where zero trust is about like and just continuously verifying who you, you who yeah. you are and just checking that you're is it identity or
3: is it it's a bit of everything. So also you want to make it easy for the end user. You know, because like you said, you've got three different devices and each device authenticates in a different way to a different system and the user has to then have an almost have an understanding of, of the corporate network to know, do I need to go directly to this application? Do I need a VPN to go to that application? If I'm on a VPN, which which token code is it asking for? You want to you want to try and streamline it to make it a, a slick user experience. It's the process
0: though, people pulling, pro- it's the process of authenticating is where this zero mm. trust is a, it's, it's a philosophy a de- about how you do it. Go on, but It's Andy.
2: also your devices that you're using in the best possible way, secure enough to access that network. So if somebody done something to your mobile phone, Is your OS up to date? Is there vulnerabilities on your devices that we also need to check as a business to make sure that they're not opening doors for people to come through as well. So it's not just about the identity of the individual and trusting that that person. It's also about the devices that they use, and are they sort of fit for purpose for the for the job and access to those applications that you want to go. And, and the, the,
3: there was a really good example of that with the with the Target breach, where it was a the, the, it was a contractor for the, the the air conditioning system. He was who he said he was. They verified him. They they multi him absolutely. So they gave him access to the network. Trouble was, his device was riddled with malware. Hmm. So once they gave him access, they put that device, So don't check the device, and that's that's where you're trying to continuously check everything so once mm. once that device is riddled, the device goes on the network and they're in, and that's
0: so you, you kind of got to check everything constantly but in that in that uh, yeah, okay, I get it, yeah, I do get it. Sure. I was asking more questions there, but I think I was going down a rattle hole I could smell that. the rattle come in and I thought'll i avoid don't that, problem, that friend.
1: so so we've we've kind of talked a little bit about what it is, but the marketplace is awash with. Zero trust. I'm, I'm sure. I don't know. Your high street bank is going to say they've got a zero trust solution, or your you know your your retailer's got a zero trust solution because everybody's talking about it at the moment, yeah, which I think so. is kind of causing a lot of confusion for customers. Because is it a technology as you say is it is it a product? Where where do I start? I mean, I suppose the the question is what it isn't. I su- I suppose well it, that's
3: that's quite interesting actually. When you think about every company now who sells security, mm. if you look at their marketing now, they they now sell zero trust. And I think the danger that, that customers need to be aware of is, is it's not a thing, mm-hmm. it's not something you can buy, it's an approach. It's, you, know, you need to think about where you're trying to get to as a business and how you're trying to secure what you're trying to secure. Mm. And, and, and it's a journey of, of getting there. And that, zero trust can't be a, a thing that you buy. It's, yeah. a, it's a concept that you buy into and it's, a, it's an architecture that you deploy. Yeah. So, so it, and I think the, the key thing is that you don't have to rip and replace everything that you've got. Mm. It's it's zero trust is a journey that that's going to take a, a duration of time, depending on the size of the business. And it's how do you fit in with what you've done so far, mm. and how do you modernise what you're doing, how do you transform that mm. to fit the future of where the business is going to be. Yeah.
1: And that's that's the challenge that our customers are having yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think to the point you you made about the history, you know, zero trust as a concept isn't new. I mean, I. And, and, uh, and Justin both sat within the Cisco borderless networks team um, not too long ago. And and the philosophy there... It's been
0: like nine years, mate.
1: Was it that long ago? That's <laughs> terrifying. Um, but the concept there from a Cisco perspective was exactly that, deeper deprimaturization. How do we accept the fact that we can't just point to that thing anymore and say that's our boundary and everything that's inside of that is trusted, everything that's out is untrusted. We had to kind of think of a different way. But I think the technology has matured. I think the environment's changed, which is probably why Zero Trust now is... Reemerged as a really kind of important thing hasn't it yeah. and also the whole the whole iot thing you know i mean yeah. 10 years
3: ago you didn't have a fridge that could tell you what you needed to put in it and had to connect to you via you, you, via the internet and you yeah. didn't have a vacuum that you could turn on at home and it would give you a heat map of what it's clean while you're at work <laughs> so so it, it brings up a new set of challenges because all of that has to be secure because yeah. they are technically entry points into a network if someone wants to try I, and i'm
0: gonna say we just bought our first smart Washing machine. Oh, I thought you were going to say you bought a Roomba or you know a smart vacuum cleaner or something. No, no, no. but it's a thingy. It's a thingy still, isn't it? And I have, I have literally gone. I am not connecting that to my network until I'm. I've got it secured. (laughs) And I'm, and I'm literally is, I've got to, I've got to put my, I go, I'm, go, I'm going into all the challenges I've got my home network, <laughs> but it's the bit of going, I had a, uh, my Meraki box failed, mm-hmm. Meraki were amazing, replaced it straight away, but mm-hmm. the thing is, typical me, I'm sat there going, oh, God, I've got to find time to refit it and, mm-hmm. and get it back up and running again, but I'm not going to put that thing on my network until my Meraki's back on and all my, the, the security that I, I'm going to segment it, put onto a separate vlan i know it feels a bit antiquated saying vlan instead of saying you've got. other thing mm-hmm. uh, but then having other security and like open dns and all the other things that cisco has yeah. so i can go do you know what? if i can put that on the network if that gets with the view of that will get attacked that i can then secure it but i have no r- r- view of when is it going to happen apart from once it's happened yeah. and is there any way that's going to kick me off that network no until i get a, f- a flag to say that's been infected
3: and that's the key you won't know and, I won't know and you, I won't you don't know, know. and that's do why not
0: zero, zero trust comes in because
3: it's not about trying to trying to worry about the things you don't know it's, it's being more proactive and preventing it in the first place
0: so you know so you know it's coming yeah, you it, know it's going to come it's just it's how do you do it but it's the bit of going once they've been infected going right I've got to get that off that network really mm-hmm. quickly but it's detecting it and because you've got to do that continuous con- ch- continuous checking of that identity and trust I don't all... trust you. I'll trust you for five minutes and then well, I'm gonna trust yeah. and I'm gonna ask you again, what's your username password or what's authenticate with me again?
2: But then we've got the technologies today around API integration, machine learning, AI that can enable us to do that. Whereas five years ago we didn't mm-hmm. have the no. technologies yeah. and the speed where we can actually go out and prove an endpoint mm. from a trust perspective. Um, gain that intelligence across across the broader network to say, is there a vulnerability? I need to turn this element of my network off. So even though the Zero Trust concept's been around for about 10 years, technology evolution has allowed us now to put things in place so our customers and our partners can begin to build out these holistic architectures that will get them to an end state.
0: But it is that, I mean, it is a... I like the philosophy. It's a philosophy, isn't it? But you've got to work out what your philosophy is for your organisation, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a hospital, whether it's a bank, or whether you're a, a. How the example when we were prepping, we do prep for these parties. <laughs> we do, we <laughs> do prep, not for was, long. Was, but was, we a, do. was a sausage factory? I mean, what is their what is their philosophy on zero trust? I mean, yeah. what is the impact? What why from and the pig to the sausage, the pig pig to pig to the shelf, isn't it? That's what we went to. But you talk about that. you mean from a manufacturing perspective in that sausage factory there could be iot devices Mm -hmm. right okay well how do i continuously know that i can trust them that they are not Mm -hmm. being compromised Mm -hmm. then it's the well actually i'm in the supply chain so i've got all the way from the pigs in the farm all the way through to the the shelf in a supermarket it's a supply chain that i need to interact with you know in a digital world i need to that has to be done online and have a digital interaction how do i ensure those connections are i'm the the supermarket is only allowing to have me access to um, my business, to have access to the only information that they need me to have. How do they verify that? How do I verify when they're having access to my systems or they're sending me? So I think it's that. Mm-hmm. The philosophy depends on your organisation, but there is a philosophy and you need to think about what that zero trust philosophy is for you. Is that a fair thing? I'm that's
1: no, the no, question. No, it's,
3: it's really interesting
0: when you say it back. I mean you, we,
3: we taught you well. That's I know. Right. Right. It's, it's you, like you just listened. But if you if you go back to your washing machine scenario, right? So five years ago you might have had a smart washing machine and that's great and, and you could use it as and when. But now you've got a smart washing machine. And to Andy's point, we've now got the technology to say that well, Justin's probably not going to use it five times a day. So if we see that unusual behavior, we can now start doing something about it. Whereas before, if you used it five times a day, we wouldn't have known. It may have been connected to the internet, but, but the, the functionality was different. Whereas now we know that, I'm looking at how you dress, maybe once a week. <laughs> that was a bit hard oh. <laughs> I, I was two. saying <laughs> it gets used for five times a day It's on
0: a Sunday and we wake up we go right we've got no clean clothes for next yeah. week and it goes on five times in one day just, yeah. just
2: to explore on, on Chris's bit we had some of the guys over from the US last week and they were looking at geographical zero trust so if they the, the business unit are very microcosm that Michigan from the duo perspective it spun out of the uh, university, but they didn't tend to travel to Amir very much to come over and see us and as we build the business out. And and it's really interesting. What they're looking at is geographical movement of mm-hmm. individuals. Therefore, because of the teaming messaging platforms we have today, instead of locking you out of an application, they would actually verify with you like they do from a fraud on a credit card are you in this location mm. trying to spend this money because they don't want to impact you as a user continuing about your day and the way that you go out and either do your personal life or you deliver your, your job. Mm. But how can we use other technologies, messaging platforms to verify those users um, in different ways to, to, to put this zero trust network out? So there's going to be many different technologies knowing whether you use a washing machine at 12 o'clock during the day or when the, the cost of electric is really low. But otherwise, whether you travel into different regions, different office locations, um, if you appear up in China or um, mm. Thailand at the moment, what are the risks to you um, with, with the current economics that are going on? So that, that's really where the businesses are looking at zero trust and how, how we use this holistically. Um, and as you said, it's gonna take some companies have a vision for five years. They may never hit that vision and it always moves like the cloud first strategy we've had for the last five to eight years has anyone actually realized their first cloud first strategy? No, they've gone off on a different tangent, their business needs. Yeah, but it's our clients. philosophy.
0: You've got to have it. So I think it's the thing about the flow. you got to go back and look at, readdress that philosophy. Yeah, like security yeah. is always yeah. changing. You got to have it. What's our security philosophy for our organization? And how do we continuously relook at it and go, yeah. is, that, is our business model changing? Is our philosophy changing? Is, is Are we keeping that? I'm going to keep saying philosophy now until I get sick of it. But but I get it. and And that's the bit of, like you said about the cloud stuff, but it's, from a, a security and zero trust perspective going, does this meet our needs?
1: Well, it, is it-, t- it touches, you're absolutely right, because I think it is a philosophy, because it touches so many different... I think Chris, Chris is right, He said it. You know, i just steal it. All right, Chris is right. i take the credit. Uh, you know, it, it touches every bit of the organization from the, you know, it does touch the people, the policy, mm. the process, because that all three components have to come together to deliver the outcome. You know, like you say, it isn't a zero-trust project and let's go and buy a bit of hmm. multi-factor authentication or a bit of segmentation. You know, it's it's fundamentally shifting the yeah. way in which you develop and applications be, and, and, and interact.
0: And the thing that's changed, just to, to summarize what you said, Andy, is the bit is that we've always had a zero-trust philosophy or we should have had a zero-trust yeah. philosophy, but now this technology enables us to to do that. Yeah, you, you can do get, more
3: with it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. more with it. Yeah, I right. think that's the... that's key. And if you go back to the people... Mm-hmm processes and policies and that's great that's your starting point but even before that mm. you still need that visibility yes. of the people and the devices mm. before mm. you can almost yeah, define define those. I've, the, got I've got to be able to see them first I've got to be able to yeah so yeah, like yeah. you, you yeah, can't you can't implement those until you you know mm. who and what, what you're trying to got. implement them so it yeah. it goes back to even more fundamental basics that you need to get in place mm. as part of that zero trust journey mm-hmm. towards that end goal and yeah security was, it was always been one of those industries that people just go and buy the, the the best of this is the next big threat so we're mm-hmm. going by the best of breed to fix like that the bigger firewall yeah, or and, that. yeah and by the time you've done yeah. that and you know it's a it's a, it's a an 18 month deployment you, you get it in and then everything's changed again so mm-hmm. now what we i think what the industry's seeing is is by having a a philosophy or a, a, a an mm-hmm. approach to do it mm-hmm. you know you've always got an end goal in mind of where you're trying to get to and as the, as as the the surface changes you can then move with mm-hmm. it you're not mm-hmm. set as right well we've Find that we're going to put this in to fix that problem. Yeah. Actually, oh, that problem is less of a priority. There's a new. There's a new one. Oh, there's now. a new problem coming over yeah. there, and it's like, yeah. well, we're going to have to finish that, and then we'll have to do that later. So you, you can actually, you can be much more flexible with with how you get to your end goal and, and, and meet the changes okay. of the business and the, and the threats that
0: are forever evolving. So I think we I think we've covered what is yeah. zero trust and why is it happening and what's it out there and what, why is it a buzzword mm-hmm. or two words zero trust two words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's what's Cisco's approach to it then? So we've really
2: broken down what's zero- our, philosophy? our philosophy so our philosophy so so Cisco obviously have many 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 technologies and some elements you can say we've been working with customers and partners for the last three, four, five years on implementing zero trust technologies. But how do we bring it together in a holistic story so we can actually engage with customers so they can begin to map out and what's relevant for their business? So we've really defined it under three Ws, um, which we'll hear Justin say in a minute in his uh, very strong Welsh accent.
0: W-W-W.
2: Thank you. And um, so when we talk about the workforce, so the user, the device... How do they connect um, to the network? How do we secure them? The workload itself, so the applications that are used within a business, how do we look at those applications? And then obviously the workplace, when somebody enters a building, a campus, how do we know who they are and and how they get deployed? So so we call a principle, um, which is going down really well with customers to try and simplify starting a journey on zero trust is look at these three Ws. So again, workforce, workload, workplace, and then look at the technologies and applications and the users, um, and we can begin to break down the story for, from there.
0: Right. So, you've introduced the philosophy. Do you want to go a bit more into the sort of the first one then the workforce?
3: So, so with the workforce, Some, we, somebody, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they're both looking around. So, <laughs> so work, workforce is, is kind of defined as as user and device behaviour. So, so we, we we're trying to build a profile of the users, the devices that they're they're using, the the resources they're trying to. Um, gain access into, and and we do that. You know, Duo is obviously the the, the technology that, that we use for doing that, and and it's very much how how can we constantly check that a specific user on a specific, specific device can can access these resources or this resource. For example, you could have a contractor. You you, you don't want to give a contractor access to your network. You know, the old the old fashioned approach would be you'd, you'd use a VPN. You'd, you'd give them. Multi-factor authentication, and you put them on the network, but they're authenticating at, at nine o'clock in the morning. That's the only check we're doing. So if they are compromised, if they're not that user, they've then got access to the network, and the lateral movement can be, you know, really, really damaging to a, to, to a business. So the idea of what we're doing is we're saying, right, well, great, we're gonna we're gonna verify the user. We want to, you know, is the user who they say they are. We'll, we'll do that with the, the multi-factor. But then we start getting more advanced. We will start looking at the device they're trying to come in on. Do you so, need to say,
0: what, what do you mean by multi-factor?
3: Multi-factor hmm. authentication. So you you, you, you the, the the basic. Level of authentication would be a, a username and password. We call that mm. a single factor. A multi-factor will be something else. So something you know and something you have. So it could be, uh, again, the traditional approach might be a, a, a token code that regenerates every sixty seconds or something. You, you type that code in. With Duo, you, you have the you can enable more advanced features, so biometrics or touch ID or push notification. Those kind of approaches to to doing an additional check that okay, you've put in your username and password, but if someone's got that they're then not going to have this second fact. They're not going to have your mm. phone that can do that face recognition to say that we, you are who you say you are. So that's the first thing. So we, we'll do that and we'll say, right, we, we trust the user. Then we need to look at the device. So do, do we trust the device? So for example, let's say the user has a, has a, a smartphone. We'll use that instead of branding it. Has a smartphone. We, we want to ensure that we can have a policy around that device that says to, to gain access to our resource your phone has to be at least to a certain standard. We're probably not going to say it needs to be the very latest, greatest, everything. You have to be on the latest operating system. But we're going to want some basics. We're going to say, you know what, we want at least screen lock enabled. We want to make sure you're on a... Isn't that
0: MDM though?
1: Mobile device management. I think think there's an overlap here. You know, I think that's the thing about what we were talking about earlier. A lot of this isn't necessarily new. This is just almost about repackaging. It's so using it smarter, yeah, right? So so for, uh,
3: yeah, MDM's yeah. been around for yeah. years, but with an MDM, it, you're, you're very much, it for, for for a business, it's another platform yeah. to manage. Yeah. Okay, so what we're saying is you're going to need an MFA anyway because that's kind of the bare minimum. Multi-factor authentication. Multi-factor authentication. So you, that's the bare minimum. So why use more tools to do other things when you can, you can gain the visibility that you need if you're going through a zero-trust approach on a single platform. So an MDM mm-hmm. will manage a device and it will probably do more than you know mm-hmm. than you need. But to do that, you have to take you're taking ownership of someone's device. So you come into that almost that kind of HR issue of mm-hmm. I now need to push a profile to your phone to manage your device, mm-hmm. which is fine. However, if I'm managing your device, I can wipe your device. Mm-hmm. I can wipe your photos. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I I control your device. You get a lot of user resentment to that. So they don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to do that. So Something like you is a much lighter touch. We don't deploy a profile, we, we don't deploy an It's agent. just an app,
0: aren't you? It's just it. an
3: app, you need the app to, to do the, the, the verification. The app gives us the, the the high level visibility of the device. So, you know, does it meet the security policy? If it does, thumbs up, great, on to the next step. Mm. And then it's very much around, okay, so we verified those two pieces of the journey. Final piece, you're trying to re- access resource A, should you be allowed to? Mm-hmm. Is and that it just something double checks get... back on you
0: and goes, yeah. right, authenticate, yeah, mm-hmm. is this you? Yes. Yeah.
3: Pop, and it's it's own. all it, it, it's it's transparent, right? We're not saying that you have to do three different authentications. It's all done in one seamless transaction. Hmm. But from from a user perspective, it's it's nice and easy. But we're we're checking all those elements all the time, which again circles So back. even
0: though I'm not, so this is the bit I was getting a bit confused with is even though I've done my multi-factor authentication, and this is the bias of being a user now. Yeah. So I know I log onto the Cisco network, it will present me with my username and password. I pass that, and then say in the morning. Um, I'll get multi-factor authenticated so it will then go say, right, you need to now authenticate via Duo do that, whether it's either via my phone because it sends a message to my phone that then verifies that on another device and then on but that's me on again, mm-hmm. I've just been multi-factor authenticated. and that's the bit in my head I'm going it's not multifac- It's not just multi-factor authentication, mm. so how does Duo then continuously check without having me having to re-authenticate that I'm okay so well, that it can not? be
2: linked to, obviously, the applications that you use. So internally, we use on-premise app- applications. We've got M- M- cloud applications. We've got SaaS-delivered applications. Within Duo, we want to give that approach to the applications you're allowed to go and use within your day-to-day business. But then you'll also be is just entrusted to go and use our expense system, for example. And therefore, there might be another um, authentication Well, an authentication
0: will happen where I have to give in. You might involved? not see it. So, that, so ah, That's the
3: bit I'm trying to so, work so, out now, But you
0: might. So it depends. It, it, like Andy said, it, it's policy defined. It depends so, on what your policy is. Do you want to keep... Every time you access an application, do I want to multi-factor authenticate? Yes it, or no? Depending yeah. on...
3: Uh, generally, to... generally
0: it, it, it can be as granular as you like. So if, if the finance director
3: is accessing a very, very sensitive finance application, we may say, well, every time you go to that, we still want you to multi-factor. Even though you've done it once at the start of the day and, and most of your applications will just... Single sign, you go straight through to them, that's fine. Something like this, it's. we just want to make doubly sure. So we'll, we want biometrics. We want to make sure it is you. Because
0: it's just not yet. Because I'm just going through the process that and the policy that we have, and I'm just using it for my use of it. There are times when I will do Duo will authenticate me with username, password, and Duo, where I'll just either press the button, a pop-up on my phone, or I've now got this fancy YubiKey thing. Other yep. key things are available. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally don't know if there are. <laughs> um um but then there would be times, that's what I'm saying. So sometimes it's just a multi-factor authentication. Sometimes it's just, yeah, just, yeah, click,
3: bomb, That can, pop. that can be policy or that could be behavior. Yeah. So it could be that, you know, you, you pop up in China and it might be that you, you, you do what you do every day, but because you're in China, the policy says, whoa, we don't let people do it in China. Therefore, we don't think it's you. Yeah. Or, well, well, we still know it's you, but it doesn't matter, you're in China, we're still yeah, not going yeah. raise. So some different policies, that's where the, the, the more again, advanced stuff is, comes in. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. the
0: policy, is, but you can be a real pain mm. yeah. of going, multi-factor authenticate every time you do something every time i log on to something and i log on to multiple systems in a day Mm -hmm. whether it's salesforce whether it's our our bookings tool whether it's our um other things intranet intranet expenses expenses yeah all those things are all different systems i could be multi-factored every time i do that Mm -hmm. but it's not i but our policy isn't do that but we'll do it when we see a a change in behavior that we go ooh. Let's just double check
3: again. Yeah. And it goes back to the, the sausage factory thing. You know, you, you might find that the nature of, of the, the information at the sausage factories is maybe less sensitive than in a global bank. So maybe the sausage factory says, you know what we're going to do at the start of the day, we're going to remember you for the whole day and you can just get on with your work, we're not going to intrude. And someone who manages a swift payment system inside a bank, every single time you are accessing you got to be on that device. It's got to be up to date, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna ask you for MFA. I know it's a pain. I know you're not. It might not be the the slickest, but we have we're regulated. They say that every time we it, do there something, there is a business purpose for yeah, it. You're yeah, not doing it because I just want to add the security guys. Risk. Zero trust gives you that flexibility. Yeah. You know,
0: like we said at the beginning, it's, it depends. It depends and it's, your, on the business. Your, your it's different business for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's different for everyone. And and. Yeah, okay, so that's the workforce bit of it. And that's where Duo comes in. And that's where you guys and why we acquired you because there was the gap in our portfolio mm-hmm. that would say, and which we will talk about the other one things mm-hmm. in a bit more. And I think one thing
2: we didn't really, one of the reasons Duo over other market <laughs> offerings um, that were out there were acquired by Cisco is really around ease of use and openness. So whether it's an on-premise application, cloud application, Duo is able to sit across all of those. Other applications are out there it might only be uh, a cloud-first application, so therefore you give your your employees or your users multiple MFA multi-factor authentication methods to go into different applications. So there, from a user, which one do I now need to use to access this application? I just want one that
0: does everything. Yeah, one that
2: does everything and it's easy. It's a red and green button. It's very easy to deploy, and it's actually the way that we rolled out internally. Were well, we educated on how we had to go and implement Duo? No, because it's a self service enrolment, it's a step through process. And again, for large organizations, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 employees, how do you roll out
0: these technologies mm-hmm. quickly and efficiently? It has to be ease of use. Is, so, is, is... Duo then a. Because you said 1,000, 2,000, 10,000. Is it, is it just for big corporates or is it going to be. Uh, no,
3: I mean, so we started as a. a I guess in the, the, the smaller business side of things because it was all around. Speed of, speed of security for smaller organisations who didn't have security implementing something like a duo suddenly you, you, you've you because I'm just thinking
0: because we talked about this earlier on though but if you're a startup, as in like I'm a two-man one-man three-man band mm. starting up and going right we're, we're everything's going to live on the cloud yep. everything about my expenses mm. my tax my accounting yeah. everything's going to live in the cloud I'm just going to have a blooming router yeah. <laughs> a, oh, a broadband, broadband router yeah. in my office mm. that connects us all and the rest of the time we're out and about or mm. whatever it is yeah, perfect. That, yeah that, that, perfect. That, perfect. You just go And like, you
3: might find that, that your, your main contract, so you're, 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 a, you're a company that's got five employees, but your main contract is a big business that says, well, mm. to win our contract, to win our business, you just have to tick these mm. requirements, one of which might be multi factor mm. because it's a kind of given mm. because of the nature of the business you want to deal with. So mm-hmm. that's, again, simple fit.
2: Yeah. One yeah. to 10, yes. Justin, go on the website. You can download it for free. You can yeah. use it for your personal use. Seriously? Think, yeah, yeah, it's free. After I have literally
0: uses. got. I don't know if I should say this, but because I've got open DNS in the house, protecting my house, Mm. I've got protecting my end users Mm. in the house. I've got, what's the other stuff? Amp? Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, oh I can have Duo as well zero trust woolen household say that again washing machine zero
2: trust woolen household
0: I have zero trust I have zero trust but
2: but one of one of the because
0: cause I just know that I've got a wife who sees shops too much love you Karen a son who's online all the time and that sort of stuff my daughter does exactly the same thing you're just going I know that there's more chance of them being compromised than, yeah. than there is me
2: but the founders of it? Duo one of their big things I'll get fished now when I say we're not going to have that woolen well, one of, the, one of the big things of the founders was that they've got this whole democra- democratization of Demoza? security. That's <laughs> a made up word. They've exactly. like got
0: philosophy now from Chris, but you can't just make up words just to no, say no, sound it's, smart. It's there. I've seen it on
2: a slide. Yeah. But, but they, they, <laughs> they want to make uh, security available to everybody. So one of the elements of Duo, if you really go back into it, what Google did with their Beyond mm-hmm. and their, their elements of where the Zero Trust sort of um, philosophy has grown over the years Um, Our founders really wanna make it available to anyone. So if you've got banking apps you wanna secure, go onto our Duo webpage, download the application and and use it for your personal life. Um, It's not just there for business, so. um, So,
0: yeah, okay. Oh, so like, we'll come back and do I'm, this again in three months. You can, you I can, can show literally, us your I'm going to go because uh, my, <laughs> my wife goes nuts at me because she goes, I can't do get on this blimmin' net. I can't get on this yeah. website because I'm going. Well, it's not my problem Make website, it simpler it? for her. Yeah. Green button. Do you See? Then no, she, can... she well she has always got a phone in her hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love I'm you, tired. Karen. Um, okay. Cool. Um, so the other place so that's workforce. I think we've done workforce very well. But the other thing is about workplace, which you
1: talked about. So go on, Mark. You can cover that bit because yours like a security dude. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm the security dude. I mean, for me, the workplace—the great thing about the workplace—is that you know, when you actually kind of peel back the covers, there's nothing really fundamentally new from a technology perspective. Um, so that's the bit that's already been—that's yeah, already there. That's, so this—this this is the yeah. gap where, where Andy would talk
0: about in the market that there's been this gap for a whole zero to floor. There's been something that's not been able yeah. to done, which is that continuous, mu- continuous multi-factor authentication. Is that the right continuous thing? Continuous
1: verification. Continuous yeah. verification. Yeah. the rest of it sort of Uh, yeah i think a lot of those elements have been there for a while in the portfolio because let's face it the the concept of um segmenting the network and therefore giving access to the resources that that the user needs is not new we've been doing that for as far back as vlans um it was always painful to manage and that's always been the evolution from that statically configured vlans through to security group tags and trust sec and now with software defined access that evolution has been happening over the last 10, 15 years to be able to get to that point where we can say, actually, Justin rocks up in the morning. He wirelessly connects or wired connects into the network. Can we identify him? Can we validate the trust of his device and then give him access to the resources we need? That there is is a zero trust philosophy right there. And of course, from a tech perspective, that's ICE, that's SDA, uh, that's StealthWatch.
0: Identity service engine, Sorry, yes, defined yes, access, yes, sorry. StealthWatch.
1: Thank you very much for the translation. Um, but they're all technologies that we've talked about
0: they're all covered in other podcasts. They're Go back covered, and have a look. That's
1: exactly where I was going. All, all covered on previous po- uh, podcasts. Um, but it is about extending the idea of that continuous verification, not only from the endpoint on, say, a remote or mobile device, but all the way through into the into the workplace. Um, because we've all got networks, we've all got legacy applications in data centers and so on and so forth yeah. that, that, that still need that. So that's kind of the workplace piece in a nutshell.
0: And I might bring Andy in a minute because he does have a history of data center just a small one just a little he's one he's forgotten it all now he's forgotten it's it all now good. I only care about Jimbo um, but it, then it, then it's the workload is where your applications live isn't it so now I'm not just thinking data center because that can be in the cloud because an apt is in there because that's mo- continuously monitoring the workloads the work user experience application of an performance. Yeah, application yeah, yeah.
2: security so from a workload perspective where, where we really are talking about the application itself are technologies that either Cisco have acquired or um, developed so app dynamics was an acquisition um, application centric infrastructure ACI was around um, segmentation of the data center network and then tetration as a product which is really around micro segmentation and security of the specific applications that you're running and how they move across your networks or multi-cloud architectures so um, there's a number of different elements and again as a customer you might not pick all of these. Mm-hmm. And you might have starting points. So maybe you're, uh, you've are you got AppDynamics deployed for certain critical applications within your business. You may have certain technologies deployed, so identity, identity services engine, you might have an SD-WAN deployed. You can begin to build around zero trust across these different elements of your network and begin to build mm. out a holistic sort of zero trust security policy for your business. And that's what we're beginning to see from customers. And again, not everything's always Cisco. So again, openness will be integrated into other vendors technologies. There'll be new technologies coming in open source. Uh, and we need to build them all into this um, sort of framework that that customers are working towards.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, when you actually look across those three domains and we talked about a lot of technology elements and a lot of product components within there, but I know and I'm absolutely not the expert on this, but when we talk about the multi domain, oh, so we're talking about how do we kind of stitch together the policy across sd One, across SDA. Because that's the thing though, the domains are, it's your data center. Yep. The, you mean, I'm, obviously I,
0: it's a connectivity thing in my head. Mm-hmm. So you, I'm going to, where are my applications living? Either in the cloud or on in a data center, or a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Where, how do I access those applications? It's gonna be over a wide area network yep. in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna be, where am I live? where am I in a, if I'm in a campus, yep. then it's, that's my other domain. Yep. But the other domain could be
1: I'm at home or yeah. I'm on the road. And, yeah. mm-hmm and those sort of things. So yeah. it's that, that's where we're going. I yeah. think there's another podcast in multi-domain. I, I think mm-hmm. there are absolutely years and that's why I didn't want to kind of dwell on it too much. No, we, but we'll, I think I'll that's... tell you what, we'll do that and that'll be our next one. Yeah. yeah, We've got to find someone to talk about it though.
2: But I think the key thing when you look at all of the different elements is the analytics we gain from all of these yeah. technologies yeah. and how we begin to draw real time visibility of what's going
0: and on and connecting by them who. and that's the bit isn't it and yeah integration them the integration between, yeah.
2: between
3: the tools you know we we our first ones kind of ready to go now with it between Duo and, and Amp for endpoints for example so Duo has a certain level of visibility of a device but mm-hmm. Amp is a is a fully fledged fully blown anti malware platform that mm-hmm. is on the endpoints and sees everything that goes on. So, whereas Duo would have, you know, run the policy and said, yeah, okay, yeah, we, we trust the
0: device because it meets our level of policy, well, now it can... Amps can... continue looking and going, Wait, exactly. I'm actually seeing bad behavior, yep. throw up to Duo. Duo, can you just authenticate this user again, just in or blo- case? Or block. Or, block. or block. So, we
3: can block. So, the, the beauty now... Oh, okay, can you? Yeah, yeah. So, that's the, oh. that's the thing that's come. So, now we can, we'll be able to block based on AMP's intelligence. Oh. But the key thing is, we're only, we're only blocking the user from using that endpoint. Nothing, we're not blocking mm. the use. We're not going to suddenly lock out the Justin's users' kicked accounts. kicked off the network again. Yeah, so you yeah. could then you
0: could then go and use another device yeah. that,
2: that isn't isn't
3: isn't in Justin. quarantine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Say again, Andy. Lucky you bought three with you. Yeah, I have got three with me only because yeah. I was staying over last night and I wanted to watch Netflix on <laughs> my iPad.
3: But that's that's the issue. <laughs> oh, sure Other on um,
0: online streaming <laughs> services and smart devices are very
3: I think that, that's the vision, isn't it? You know, if, if yeah. you can if you can get the, the unified policy right. across the platforms and and let let the vendor work on the integrations right as a customer why do you want to buy seven different solutions from seven different vendors and then have to get your teams to
0: to integrate them all together yeah.
3: when you know you can you can you so can it's the, the, the interoperability is going to be yeah, part yeah, that's of that. The, you mean when you build your
0: philosophy in that part of that philosophy is what is my how, what is interoperability yeah absolutely i mean you know we i mean we're not fans i don't know some people are best of breed fans but there is the bit of you I mean at the end of the day you don't you don't buy everything in one go do you no you no, buy absolutely. things when you have when you need them, or as in yeah. when you can afford them. And so, as you move along in your philosophy, I'm gonna keep saying philosophy now. It's, it's, yeah. it's nice, it? a nicer word, though, softer than saying strategy. It's good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stop saying I'm I'm a bit of a philosopher today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being all philosoph- f- philosophic. philosophical, philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, but that, that's that's really no, that's really good. And, um, you mean we've got a bit on our our planet saying why do businesses care about zero trust? But not, and I just think I think we've answered that all the way through this though. And Didn't you've really? got to think about it. You can't leave your business vulnerable in this day of digitization.
1: You don't roll your eyes at me? <laughs> I, I don't you roll Austria your eyes at me? On. About pronunciation there, but yeah,
0: yeah. But I think it's that. bit if you've got if you're if you're thinking about cyber, your starting philosophy for cyber is going it's got to start with zero trust. Is that a fair thing that? I think so, yeah, because the world's changing. I might be wrong, you're know, you, you, you speaking to a genuine idiot <laughs> We've converted you, haven't we? It's in an hour,
2: so I think. But, but no, just on to, to, to Justin's point there, I think a lot of customers are now seeing my future state is zero trust. We may have legacy, we'll leave that and we'll protect that with what we have, but moving forward with new applications as we migrate to the cloud or however they bring on board their, their digital business, that will be in a zero
0: trust. Yeah, and I think it's that it goes down to, um, I think it's down to the risk. And you've got to really sort of press hard on the risk bit of if something happens to any of my users gets compromised, or if my sausage factory stops sausaging, what would happen, what would the impact to me be? And how big and how monetary or how philosophical, if you're talking about sort of patience, what is the risk? If I, you mean you look at the impact, and I don't want to say the, the W word from mm. from the NHS mm. a lot a few mm. years ago, yeah, we but we did, pod, we did a we did a podcast on that, didn't yeah, we? Did. Go back and find it. Um, I wanna cry. Um, but <laughs> it's that bit of. But what is the risk? And I think mm. it's that bit of going. It's not. And I'm trying not to sound like a plumber going. Oh yeah, you need new boiler and that sort of stuff. But it's the bit of going. You've to you've got to be able to talk about it. And have a philosophy, even if it's a I don't care philosophy, or at least to say that you have discussed. it. And it. it's a
3: different risk to all businesses. You talk about healthcare, yeah. you're talking life or death. You're talking to um, retail customers or, or financial institutions. It's, it's a monetary yeah, risk. Yeah but, value, then you retail, but it's,
0: yeah, but if you talk about a, a finance house, you're going, it's not just oh, we could lose money, but you're going to get fined. Yeah. So, I, I, mean, think,
1: I was just going to say, I think, I, think, I think it's always important to talk about the risk and the negative outcomes. But I think to me, where Zero Trust where Zero Trust is a reaction to something is that digital transformation. You know, let's roll back to the history. The the Jericho Forum recognized this deparimetarization and that deparimetarization was happening because organizations and applications and users were demanding new ways of working, new ways of interacting, new levels of integration that we just hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. And I think fast forward, what are we now, 19 years since, you know, since Jericho Forum kind of came about, we just live in such an interconnected world. It's hard to, to even imagine the level of interconnectedness we have between all the various different elements of our IT estate. And so to exploit that from a, an organization, how do I get the most out of digitization um, as an organization? Zero Trust becomes the enabling technology for that. You mm-hmm. can't simply say, there's my firewall and that's my perimeter between point A and point B. You just can't do that anymore. I still so, think
0: it's quite funny when you do talk to customers and we were talking about it the other day about SD-WAN, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And then just saying, yeah, the... The policy is as long as there's a firewall between one bit and another bit, and you're like, really? Yeah. Mm. Somebody's put that on on yeah. on the internet and put that up there as a, yeah. as their strategy. <laughs> like, yeah, a firewall.
1: Yeah. So really? I think I think I think it is about the risk and potentially the negative outcomes. i, so I sound think, like
0: a Cisco security. No, you've converted me too much. Now. I, know, well, I don't like it. You spent too <laughs> much time with me.
1: But it is about that enabling outcome. So if you think about what's the driver and what's the business motivation, well, as an organisation, you're trying to achieve these these goals, and a lot of them are around applications and moving to the cloud and digitalization and internet first is the beginning, but strategy. it's the bit
0: though, going back to your policy of what's the risk and how do you manage that risk? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. zero trust allows you to help you to manage that. Absolutely, that's exactly. Right. Oh my god, I got there! Yeah, you've exactly. literally you looked looked hand held me, me all the way through. down the road and gone, There you are, Justin. Yeah, that's you're right. now indoctrinated yeah, yeah. I'm an expert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Um, just to finish off the podcast, so thank you very much, Chris. Uh, yeah. thank you very much for helping me with and keeping an eye on my audio levels and stuff like that, <laughs> Andy. Great to be on the podcast, mate. We've known each other thank a long you, time. We keep going, Just when we're going to do a podcast, and i got that's my Impression, <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, Mark, great for you to be back and co hosting again. We'll do one, we'll do one on, we'll do on multi domain now. I think, I think that's the next one, yeah, unless you've got so. some more security stuff you want to talk about. Um, if you want to know any more about Duo, go to www.duo.com. Uh, there's demos on there, there's webinars you can go and watch. Download um, the application secure, download the application, and it's free from one person to ten. One to 10, 10, to 10 years, yeah. one to ten, there you go. Every household, if you if you're listening to this, just get it in your house to multi-factor authenticate and super secure your family for free there you go you never hear that from a cisco person, <laughs> you you <laughs> um if you want to contact the podcast you can contact you can find us on linkedin you can get me on twitter at justin willan or m, m underscore jacks 76 i actually don't
1: know what my twitter handle is now oh. i think i think it's m underscore Jacks 76 it yeah. is
0: yeah i stalk you <laughs>